This episode of Runner's Block is sponsored by BetterHelp. Anthony, things are rough out there right now, aren't they? Seriously, dude. Anxiety is up. Depression is up. If you feel like that, you're not alone. You just need to listen to the Gomers for just <laughs> a couple seconds. We'll probably talk about it. We're going to talk about it on this episode for sure. But, you know, we're all experiencing it in one way or another. But there's good news. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, is there for you. It's customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with a licensed therapist that fits your life and your needs. BetterHelp is more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist in your city, sitting in a waiting room, or traveling to an office, all that stuff. You don't have to worry about it. You can find the therapist that's the best fit for you, meet with them in the comfort of your own home, and there's even financial aid available. Millions of people are discovering what online therapy is all about and how it can change their lives. Including me, I meet with a counselor over Zoom every month, and I don't know what i do without him. BetterHelp exists to help you find your therapist and take care of your greatest asset, you. Dude, we love counseling. Mm-hmm. Therapy is great. Yep. There's no shame. Nope. Gotta do it. Take the stigma out of it. It's For If you need real. to do it, you need to do it. BetterHelp helps you do it. 100%. Best of all, Runner's Block listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp if you sign up at betterhelp.com slash runnersblock, one word, no apostrophe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash runnersblock. If we can do it, you can do it. So when the pandemic happened, quarantine hit, we came home, and then uh, everything gets canceled, you know, mm-hmm. and not just postponed. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it was just all canceled. And so we're, you know, church isn't happening. We're not in the office. We're not touring. Um, and that just messed with me. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I remember com- coming home and all of a sudden my life was uh, quiet and still and I'm home and everything that I had been working on was gone and I was forced to look in the mirror and I realized that when I took an honest look in the mirror I think what I saw looking back at me wasn't something that I was super proud of. You're listening to Runner's Block, a two gomers podcast about regular people chasing big goals by confronting one reality at a time. This is Block 24. My physical health had to take a back seat to my mental health. For the week of November 15th, 2021, 15 weeks to the race. to this, the 24th episode of Runner's Block. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, with my friend Steven all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. Hey, man. So you just said 15 weeks to the race. That's what I said. Okay. So we have an amazing guest coming up, Christian Stanfield. We talk a bunch about running, talk Mm -hmm. about some self-care, about his journey through quarantine and COVID times. Of course, yep. we talk La Croix, La Croix, seltzer water, and all yeah. 
flavors, <laughs> temperatures. Uh-huh. But dude, this race. This race. Where's it happening? It's happening in Atlanta. So this is this is huh. still kind of new news to us, right? Uh-huh. We, yep. We've been thinking about a race. We finally picked it. Mm-hmm. February 27th in Atlanta, Georgia, your hometown. Mm. Yep. Um, beautiful Atlanta. Well, can't wait. The hometown of Christian Stanfill, not me. I live here now for four and a half years. But <laughs> I see. Would you consider yourself a Georgian? No. I mean, I okay. love Georgia. That 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 right. huff sounded like uh, <laughs> love Georgia. I think our girls. Six and ten, right? Island Lily. They, I, Lily would consider herself a Floridian. I think wow. Isla, she she moved here when we were two. She's a Georgian, yeah. but we're we're yep. dude, we're Badisonians. We're Wisconsinites. Okay, right. Yeah, you are through and through. That's true. Yeah, yeah I mean, my kids, one hundred percent Arizonans, because hmm. Noah was two when we moved here, and Jack was two months. So hmm, right, they're Arizonans, and I got news for you. I don't think you're going to like this. Oh, I'm an Arizonan, I think. Really? I think after 15 years, yeah, 16 yeah, yeah. years. Okay. This I've I've lived in this state longer than anywhere I've ever lived. Yep. In my yeah. life. And so we're, we're we've embraced it, bro. Arizona. It's so weird though to think about like what where, where is it that you because but you were in Wisconsin for a much more significant amount of time than I was. Right. 0 to 24. Right. That's a pretty that's a pretty long time and I the accent dude it's with me forever. How's it going? I can't I can't, I can't you, shed you it are, no matter. You are like Jessica who where if you're around <laughs> the accent, right? Totally. Then it just like comes back. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean it's interesting to th- I remember starting the podcast and thinking like the hook is kind of two normal midwestern dudes. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay, so I think we have some new listeners on this episode. We've been gathering, honestly, a bunch of new listeners Mm -hmm. as we've been ramping up this kind of new iteration of the podcast. So what is a Gomer dude? We haven't haven't talked about that or answered that in a while. I mean, there you go. Gomer is a Mm -hmm. Midwestern word, right? Right, totally. The way way that we use it. There's the Gomer, like, get out of my... Right, get out of my emergency room. Mm -hmm. Yep, so Um, so our... My friend, when we lived in New York, as we were mm-hmm. talking about gomers, and as yeah. we started this when we were in Florida, she was yep. like, a gomer, in medical terms, is somebody that you're like, get out of my emergency room. That's a gomer. Right. Right? Now, I have been in several emergency rooms since we started this okay, podcast. Okay, so you were a gomer. That- <laughs> I hope I wasn't. <laughs> no, you were I hope I wasn't a gomer <laughs> in that case. Sure. Then there's like the gomer biblical gomer, right? Then there's like the gomer pile. And that I think is the closest to what we mean to Gomer, which is kind of like, I don't know if it says this in the urban dictionary, if you're going to mm. look it mm-hmm. up, but it's mm-hmm. the way we've always defined it is like, and I do think you can find this definition, mm-hmm. a person that is like not quite accomplished in the things that they're trying to do. And so it's a little bit like naive or sure. um, new, like it's kind of like a newbie. I, I guess maybe you could interchange it sure. in that way. It's not an idiot or a moron. No. It's just like, um, I don't know. Am I getting close to that? It's, yeah, yeah. I, I, we, would always, ins- we would insult one another with it, I think. Like he's such a school. gomer. Totally. Right. Growing up, it'd be like, yeah, that gomer, right? 
Yeah, and and yep. we we've had we've had some friends that we've known kind of stick it into TV shows. Our friend Tammy Sagar, the screenwriter, she put it into How I Met Your Mother for us. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I always thought I was this kid from suburban Ohio who had this innate sense of judgment and taste. Just showed up to college and wowed everyone. Now I have concrete proof that I wasn't. I was a total gomer. Maybe I still am. That was yeah. cool. We found it. It's in the West Wing. Be- oh, yeah. Because Josh Lemon Lyman is a gomer. Like he went to UW Madison, right? right? Yes. He is called a oh no, he says that, he says to Donna uh-huh. that he can't stand the kind of the parade of gomers that she dates. Yes, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Which sure. I was like, you know, you you're, you're sitting there alone watching West Wing and you're jumping up and down. Like, He's that going Bradley <laughs> Whitford out of Bradley Whitford's own mouth. And you don't find that adorable? That you seek to control me? Yeah. Love it. Donald hasn't called me yet. Just Donald. Donald. Yes. From the thing? Right. Can we clear up a few things about my level of interest in the revolving door of local gomers that you see in the free time you create by not working very hard at your job? Excuse me. But but that came out of him. That wasn't Sorkin. That was Bradley Whitford. Like this sure. is yep. This is a word from my upbringing. Or mm-hmm. I don't know if he's from Wisconsin. I know he went to the University of Wisconsin Madison. Right. Um. And maybe he picked it up there. Mm-hmm. I've always thought of it as like an amateur. Mm, there we um, go. Yep. As sort of like an average Joe. Right. I've I've told people that before. So like when it comes to bassoon playing. I'm not a gomer. When it mm-hmm. comes to preaching and leading of a staff, you're not a gomer. But when it right. comes to running, gomers. We're still even after <laughs> what is it? 13 years now. Sure. I think. Right. We still have that in us and we have retained that name. And so the the runner's block of it all, mm-hmm. uh, for anybody that's new, came about because we were realizing that's been a constant in our running. And mm-hmm. so we don't hear a lot of that happening in the podcastosphere. Right. In the the running podcasts kind of that you can go to where it's like we're actually facing the things that keep us from running. And so right. we've been doing runner's block this year. Um mm-hmm. so we take a runner we take a block and we invite guests on or we talk about it ourselves. So all the way back to the race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You heard in the opening, we're chasing big goals. The big goal for us for the next three months is February 27th, half marathon Mm. in Atlanta. Here's the thing. Yeah. People can come join us if they want. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this episode, you've got 15 weeks. Mm -hmm. Now, that's if you listen to it when it's posted, I guess. So maybe you listen to this episode 10 years from now. Right. (laughs) Who knows how you're going to be listening to it. Some some implant in your head. You're going to be listening to this podcast. Right. There will be some new app. But... (laughs) If you are listening to this, you're in the mm-hmm. Atlanta area, you're you're around here, come do the race with us. Yep. We are gomers. We are mm-hmm. not doing this to impress anybody. We're doing it for health. For your health. It's a perfect time of year for apples. They're good for your body. They're good for your health. I'm Dr. Steve Brule for your health. Have some. We don't have a time goal. No. We, we just want to finish. We want to finish together. For sure. Um, and this is a great time to start, too, because we just, yep. uh, last episode was about getting a training schedule. Yep. So we have that. I'm going to link that into the notes here in the episode notes so you yep. can follow along with our training schedule. And even if you don't want to come to Atlanta, you can do that and run a personal half marathon. I don't know. It's, Absolutely. It's, do, it, do it virtually. Right. This is not a podcast where we're like, and you better be good. Uh, definitely not, dude. 
<laughs> and honestly, dude, people can start wherever they're at as well. Like, right. yep. We had the weird idea to go from zero to half, and then we kind of we backtracked. started a long time ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. That we started a long time ago. We're mm-hmm. getting excited to, to be doing it again. But if yeah. if like a five k is mm-hmm. something that you've always wanted to do, we're yeah. kind of like proof that it can be done. That a gomer mm-hmm. can go from zero. Yep. Zero to hero if you want to. Zero. <laughs> won't go that far. So anyways, at the top of each episode, what we like to do just a little bit is mm-hmm. talk about the last weeks of training really quick. Yep. I had a quick praise report. Is that okay if I share? Praise him. Let's hear it. Praise him. All right. So Noom, one of our sponsors. Right. Bit.ly slash runners block Noom. Mm-hmm. Is... Helping us track our food, helping mm-hmm. us do our daily weigh-in. And, yep. dude, I, I have to report this is not made up, and we're not being paid to say this. Okay. But I'm down over 10, bro. Whoa, what? My first 10, first 10 from Noom. Uh, it was also helped that I'm doing No Beer November. So <laughs> <laughs> your, uh, your commitment stacking here. Total, dude, I'm commitment stacking. I'm atomic habit stacking. Last mm-hmm. week, we got our training plan. We're, yep. you know, running now about three times a week. We're doing some strength yeah. training. It just it feels training. like it's, yeah. Yeah, it, it feels good. And so I hit that 10-week mark on like Tuesday, I think. And I, the 10 I pound kept it mark. off for two more days. <laughs> like I actually <laughs> yeah, weighed awesome. in this morning because like uh-huh. I was like, like we need to do a block soon. That's like I celebrate. Okay. Like, well, I think you, one of my biggest. <laughs> you shoot blocks, yourself in the foot when you celebrate. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one of my biggest blocks is I achieve something or like lose ten pounds yep. or like play a great concert or mm-hmm. just do something on a to do list. Yeah. You know, and then celebrate. It's the we did it syndrome, right? So the, totally. it's the it's the negative side of the we did it coin. Hundred percent. Which is. Hey, I lost 10 pounds. Now mm-hmm. it's helping that we're not going to the top four fast food restaurants in 2021. That's also huge. We haven't been to McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, or Wendy's. Or Wendy's. Coming up on a year now. I have not eaten at McDonald's since I ate a Big Mac, a 20-piece McNugget, mm-hmm, a large mm-hmm. fry, and a filet fish at 1250 <laughs> oh no, at 11.50 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Get it in there, dude. I remember you texted me. Like, hurry! You you texted me, dude, because I was actually backstage serving mm-hmm. passion conference. Oh right, at church, and yep. I was like, I actually was like, super tempted to, because we got out at like one a.m. or something like right. that. So I was like, well, it's not midnight yet in Arizona where you are. Right. And I so gonna, I had like an extra two uh-huh. hours of McDonald's. It was unfair. Now you get that on the other end. When 2022 comes, you get to eat McDonald's that's two hours true. before I do. Okay. That's super true. But I almost pleasure stacked. Like I almost pulled through. Actually, I did go to McDonald's. That's right. I went to McDonald's, uh-huh. cash in pocket, and I was going to pull through one last hurrah before it's midnight in Arizona, even though I'm in Atlanta. And it was closed or something no the lines were too long like you got there and it was like ridiculous lines and so you were like i guess this is 
the Lord himself saying, you're completely you right. committed to not eating at this place. No, no, you're right. Because I think I was like literally in line at like 2.52 a.m. Like it was right. I think I actually was going to. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't make it, couldn't get it under the wire. So yeah. I haven't. And I, I didn't go to McDonald's that day. I don't even think I went. Yeah. So it sounds like this. there's this combination of the training plan, the goal, mm-hmm. with us finally deciding on a race. Yep. Doing Noom every day because mm-hmm. it's Noom-vember. Everyone knows it's Noom-vember right now. Noom-vember. Declared it that way. Noom. And the things that you've given up, kind of like the, the we did it reward. Hey, I lost 10 pounds. Now I'm going to drive through Wendy's and Taco Bell and make some sort of food no one's ever heard of before with different ingredients from these fast food restaurants. (laughs) Put it all in a a cup and pour Baja Blast on top. (laughs) Exactly. No, that that is not that far from the truth. But didn't do that. Didn't celebrate. Mm -hmm. And, dude, we're, we're, you know, I'm feeling like... The best I've felt in a really long time, like trajectory wise and super pumped to be in it with you. And Mm. that that kind of like 10 pound marker was great. felt really good. So I recommend Noom. For sure. Do it. I think we'll talk more about the training plan because we'll be like a month into it next week. And so we'll talk more about how that's been. But Mm -hmm. I think at this point, people came here for christian staff for real so we should get into that interview it's so good get ready for some honest chat about mental health and physical health i say we go right into the block all right let's do it this is my story this is your story come on listen I needed rescue, my sin was heavy, but chains break at the weighty oak glory. Hey, how's it going over there? So pumped to have Christian Stanford on our podcast. He loves La Croix, so do we. Now that is a La Croix you're drinking in that koozie. Oh. Just, just so we're clear. Right. Just, we just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah. This isn't a brewski or something like that. Is that the orange? Yeah, this is the orange. orange LaCroix. Okay. Oh, okay. Here, let me see what I got. Hold on. <laughs> there he goes. Our guest Ooh, is should, gone. Oh. <laughs> we should have been prepared. I drank them all. They're all gone. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I have more in my basement, but I'm not going to make you wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you can't drink. A, well, what's what's your feeling on, on La Croix? La Croix. So we call it, we call it La Croix here because we're from Wisconsin. Okay. I've heard mm-hmm. it. Um, but La Croix... What's your feeling on flavor and brand and temperature real quick? Oh, you're going like seltzer in general, right? Yeah, yeah, like seltzer. Is, yeah, is yeah. there a brand you prefer over La Croix even? Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Uh, well, let's start with temperature. It has to be ice cold. Yeah. Okay, can't yeah. drink room temperature sparkling mm-hmm. water. That, exactly. That just like that feels like I, I'm a sociopath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with my life if I'm drinking room temperature sparkling water like what am I doing yeah. uh okay and as far as brand I mean LaCroix I I went away from LaCroix to bubbly for a minute but mm-hmm. I always come back to home which is LaCroix mm. and then <laughs> uh, flavor you know I used to have uh 
favorite flavors, and now I don't even care. I don't just oh. put just put a Lacroix in my hand. Let it equal be opportunity. Okay. I mean, equal, equal opportunity. Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite favorite right now though is the uh, black. Is it blackberry? There's like a blackberry one. And I really like the blackberry. Yeah. 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 I I, I would really say good. my favorite at this point is blackberry bubbly. I'm gonna go on a mm-hmm. limb here. I like I like a I like a dark purple can. Yeah. For some mm. reason. That does look cool. It looks cool, yeah. no doubt. It it's it's it looks cool. It doesn't sound like you like it though, huh, Tone? The Blackberry, have you tried it? I haven't tried it, but I'm sure it's good. Oh, it's good. I'm I'm like Bubbly's great. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Here, here's my question. Then we're gonna get into talking talking health. Actually, this is health. This right. is, this is good. It's we swapped out soda. This is hydration. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now don't drink it while you're running. Not good. <laughs> Not good. And also it, it's hard to hold. Um, yeah, right. but, too cold to hold, yeah. but too, too, too hot to handle, too cold to hold, too bubbly to hold. Um, and for your gut too bubbly. You mean if you're bouncing around running? Yeah, that's, that probably. Oh be yeah. Good. Okay. Now we have had beer on runs, right? Like on that's races true. and stuff. That's yeah. yeah. They do. Don't they do races where you drink beer while yeah. you're running or at the end at least? Right. right. There's a yes. there's a yeah. story I tell all the time where I didn't know that. And this guy handed me oh, a right. beer mid run and I'm not a drinker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I probably had had one sip of beer in my life and they hand me this thing and it was like this tall in a in like a cup. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just pound it like seven miles into a half marathon. Yeah. And I was like, what? Little, I I think I got a little tipsy. It was just a crazy experience. So, anyways, I think that seltzer probably would have been better for me at that point. But it's the yeah. caloric stuff, or right? That's why you would have a beer during a race is because it's high calorie. I think it's got some carbs, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think for sure. But. <laughs> but why did we start having bubbly at church, man? Okay. Oh, what? Here, let me tell you this. Okay. So well. we we did a worship. <laughs> thing in canada we went to canada and i don't remember exactly where we were but uh bubbly is everywhere in canada oh and so they had it in our little green room area and we all loved it and brett yonkers Hmm? mother-in-law is like head of hospitality at passion city Mm -hmm. church so we texted her and we were like hey can you get bubbly in the green room and it hung around i think now it's montane we have montane in there which is really good you're right it's local I mean, oh it is shoot i was about to diss it a little bit no Damn, no 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 sorry. that's okay i you know but my, i think it is a local company that makes it they make it nearby okay i love it we'll, we'll edit that part out <laughs> oh yeah i love that um i don't like some of the fl- some of the flavors are a little weird the montane yeah it's a little nuancy right like the honey it's, yeah honeysuckle right. oh. Thing. Milk and honey. I wish I had some here, but I don't mind. I don't mind it. But I just Lacroix is like I said, it's home. It's, yeah, you just always it. you always come OG. home to Lacroix. First, you're love. right. Let me tell you one other one to try next time you're at Publix. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're like a Dove Award winning singer songwriter. You know, stadium <laughs> singer filler. So I don't know if you still go to Publix. Or <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Big Publix fan. Big Publix okay. fan. Um, Sypho. Have you ever tried Sypho? No, but I'm going to write it down. How do you spell it? Okay. S-Y-F-O. S-Y-F-O. Um, oh, I think comes, I've seen this. 
Yeah, it comes in like the little eight ounce glass bottles or the 20 or 24 ounce plastic bottles. I think it's okay. Publix-ish brand, mm, but oh. that was kind of like my <clears throat> gateway into seltzer water back in Florida, like 07 or so when I started trying to make the switch from soda to it. So try Sifo. Orange and the, the black cherry is really good. Future Anthony here. All right, so if you go and try Sifo, it is incredible. But just a fair warning, it's somewhere between four and 10 times as bubbly as La Croix or Bouble or Montaigne. It's really bubbly, so it's awesome. We drink a lot of sparkling water, so. Mm. Okay. Yeah, us too. And, and I always like trying a new Give one. Give it a shot. Yeah. 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 I'm always open. You never know. Sweet. All you right. Well, know. thanks, Christian. That's it. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. <laughs> Guys, this has been fantastic. I didn't know I could cry that hard. And uh, it's been a great time. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I wish this was unusual. People are like, did I what miss something? What just happened? <laughs> no. What just happened? Did I just black out? Did they just do an entire interview and I didn't? Our listeners will not be surprised that we have you on and talked about seltzer for seven minutes. Um, but we should probably should. So here we are in the block. Our yeah. guest, Christian Stanfield. Anthony, do you want to introduce him? You're you, you're closer to him than I am. I we just met. Yeah. No, for yeah. sure. So this is welcome to Gomer Nation. This is Christian Stanfield. He's the worship pastor and artist at Passion City Church. He's also a, a, just a, an amazing singer-songwriter with a beautiful, deep voice mm, yeah. that I've been listening to since, I think, 2007, 2005. Jesus Paid It All, I think, yeah. was the first song. Uh, 06. That would have been 06. Okay. So. Okay. Are we, I mean, we're we going go to have you, Christian, tell your runner's origin story in a bit, but, but can I share my Christian Stanfield origin story also? Uh, so is that, yeah. is that a wedding? I don't know what the year was. Yeah. So I, when I tell you the album, you'll probably be able to tell me. And the, I was standing up in the wedding with a, another worship leader that I'd never met. Both of us were worship leaders. And so we got we were connecting over that. And he's like, you got to hear this song. And so we went out to his car oh my gosh. during the reception. And he played me Happy Day. Oh, um, uh, I think, was it like the North Point Live yes. or something CD? It was North Point oh, Live, man. yes. We listened yes. to it three times in a row. Yeah. And I was like, this is good. I was <laughs> quite pleased with it. So that's my, and yeah. I've been a Stanfill stan ever since then. So oh, uh, that's my bro. Stanfill origin story. Thank you. That's awesome. What that's year did awesome. you say that was? I can't remember what year. Do you, um, do you have any guess? That, so that was probably... Oh, I was going to say okay. 07, maybe. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, 06 would have been Jesus Paid It All. And then Happy Day on the North Point record was maybe 07. So. Okay, all right. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that Jesus Paid It All one. Like, yeah. I just remember we were in New York, and Passion came to New York and played the Beacon Theater. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were there yet? i was not there no i remember okay. i remember when we did that but i was not there no okay i just remember it opened with um like you know it had delirious vibes just keys just mm-hmm. sounds just an, yep. an or an aura mm-hmm. and then it was uh like a keyboard like a texting sort of thing so it it seemed again pre-diba feel mm-hmm. and then i just remember it was mm-hmm. crowder 
Paul Tomlin. Mm-hmm. And then Louis spoke. Um, and then the Jesus Paid It All came out. And I was like, this is a new voice, yeah. a new rich voice that I really <laughs> liked. There, there we go. There's our, well, there's there's our sample origin stories. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We were talking off off podcast about like kind of these like seasons in worship music that have happened in the past 30 years or so, right? 90s to today. And so when you were sharing like what what albums were like that for you, significant for you, I was just like, actually, that it's kind of weird that that was a significant moment for me. In worship music, and here's the guy right in front of me. So you guys know each other from church. Yep. Yep. And struck up a conversation, it sounds like, around running, which led you to eventually being here. But it sounds like originally what you guys were talking about has changed a little bit, right? Like something about your back at first, right, Christian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I I ran for... Um, so if we got married and I was like barely 21, I started running probably 23 or 24. Okay. So probably for almost 15 years, I ran like pretty hard mm. and, um, uh, got way into it. got my miles way up. I thought a lot about my fitness and what I was eating. And, um, and then I ended up, I guess a couple years ago, just, my back, my lower back started hurting pretty bad and not, not while I was running, but it was just a couple days after I would run. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe it was the toll that years of pounding the pavement, you know, was taking on my Mm -hmm. body. So I, I, that was originally what stopped. What about, what about the way you stand when you play guitar? Mm, Maybe. Wow. So, so my, so I'm just thinking of this right now. When I lead even like one morning every couple weeks, Mm -hmm. my lower back hurts because of obviously there's something wrong with how I'm standing. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I think I lean back a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if you do this, Anthony, like, and so then if I'm standing up there, then I'm like, Oh my back. (laughs) So I've never made a connection to running before like that, but I'm thinking, Oh, I wonder if that is also like his position. That's a good point. I mean, because, you know, I mean, I've been wearing a guitar strap and playing guitar longer than I've been running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of like wear it and kind of, you know, just assume the position. You don't really think about it. But I would wonder if like that's, you know, played a role mm-hmm. in my lower back. I don't know. I haven't really thought about that, but that's a good point. But did you, did you, had you like, were you a racer also or just a runner? Um. So when I started, I started running after my son was born. Isaac is, he'll be 15 this month. And he was about six months old. And okay. there's something about having a kid that inspires mm-hmm. you to get your life in order, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You just, you get a lot of perspective. And <laughs> I was a pretty unhealthy person at that time, just eating whatever. And I didn't think anything about fueling my body. It was just more about what tasted good. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was in Panama City Beach all summer leading at uh, the student conference thing. And I decided that Panama City, 100% humidity, 99 Mm. degrees outside. It was time to buy running shoes to go running. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know what happened, man, but something clicked in for me. And I became 
obsessive for about a decade. Mm, and, wow. um, I ran, yeah, I ran, ended up running three different marathons and a couple of half marathons, but more than that, it was just, it was a lifestyle. It was every morning up early running miles mm. and it just became a real, <clears throat> um, a real sacred time for me to like mm -hmm. think and pray and, um, and explore. I have the kind of personality where like, if you put me in a gym and ask me to lift weights, I will shrivel up and, and mm -hmm. die a slow death. Yeah. I need to yeah. like go out the door yeah. without a plan and just see where the day takes me. And mm -hmm. awesome. so running, I felt like I'm just built for it. Um, so, so that initially I just needed to get healthy, but then it truly became like, uh, a, an obsession, kind of like a lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, and well. then, you know, talk about having kids. We, now, now we have four kids. So the more kids I had, the less time you have to train, the less time mm, you sure. have to, sure. and, you know, nutrition becomes just what's available at some point, you know? Right. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Or what's so, left over on the plate. <laughs> or what's left <laughs> over in the plate. Exactly. Right. The dad, so, the, what, what is that called? You're like, Grazing the dad graze, right? Like, oh, you, you, you only had a quarter of your Chick fil A sandwich. Now it's I'll eat the rest. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so, then when did when did the back you said a couple years ago your back started hurting? Yeah, so I would say, I mean, I'm 38, so I think around 35, I started mm -hmm. to notice it. I and mean, we would be like on tour and I would go for a run and come back at night and kind of start to feel it like kind of tight and, um, you know, talk about it to a couple other runner guys in the band and we would do some stretches. Um, and then, you know, it just, it got to a point where it just wasn't worth it. I was in so much pain, uh, three or four days after a run that I was like, this really just isn't worth it to me anymore. It, and I switched shoes. I tried changing my stride. I cut out kinds of food. I mean, I, I, I did try some stretches. Um, I, last year when over quarantine, I did a lot of body, like, um, like body weight training stuff to try and strengthen my core thinking mm. that would help. And it did, but only minimally. So, you know, I think I'm, I'm not sure what it's going to take, but, um, anyway, so that I guess it started a, a couple years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when that happened and you started to kind of like ramp down the running, what mm -hmm. did you do? So like you were talking about like that was like a sacred time, a time to be alone, a time to maybe process some thoughts, kind of like we what we think about is like taking out the mental garbage too. Mm -hmm. Did that like did you pivot to doing something else or did that start to pile up? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I think the answer is it started to pile up and mm -hmm. it's yeah, because like I said, I wasn't really doing much else. I mean, so that, that, you know, time and, and space that I had to, yeah, clear the cash was, was gone, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I think that actually more contributed to, um, you know, not just, uh, you know, my body being unhealthy in my body, but even just my mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, had all this build up and pile up and stuff that like I wasn't really able to handle in a healthy way, and it kind of all compounded. And um, I think that actually is what more sat me down from running. Mm. 
as opposed right. to, to mm. my back. That ended up having more more of an impact on my running than even my back did. So. And so that's what Anthony was telling me that you guys were having a conversation. And at first you're like, oh, a block for me was when my back hurt. Mm-hmm. And then the more you guys started talking. Now, this seems to happen every time any of our guests talk to Anthony for a while. He gets like a layer deeper. And then the yeah. person is like, actually, we should talk about this other thing. That would be a more authentic conversation. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. like it, it was kind of like your mentality that you were you were feeling like, actually, that feels more authentic as a as a block to my running than just mm-hmm. the back. And And it sounds like those things were connected. I think they probably are connected. Um, I'll just back up a little bit. So when the pandemic happened, uh, Mm. in the spring of 2020, um, we had a full year planned of touring and, um, a lot of, uh, we had a lot of things planned out that we were really excited about. We had, you know, been dreaming about for a long time. Mm. So when the pandemic happened, quarantine hit, we came home and then, uh, everything gets canceled. You know, mm-hmm. and not just postponed. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it was just all canceled, and so we're, you know, church isn't happening. We're not in the office. We're not touring, um, and that just messed with me. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I remember com- coming home, and all of a sudden, my life was uh, quiet and still. And I'm home, and everything that I had been working on was gone, and I was forced to look in the mirror. And I realized that when I took an honest look in the mirror, I think what I saw looking back at me wasn't something that I was super proud of. Mm -hmm. And it took most of 2020 to realize that I needed to get some help and unpacking, um, you know, a lot of layers, not just dealing with the topical like stuff, but like getting back down to the very, very bottom. Um, understanding how I got here. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I would, you know, I would say that became my priority, you know, getting healthy, my mind healthy. Um, that became my priority and everything else just sort of took a back seat to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of energy. You know, the kind of work that I'm talking about isn't like, Oh, I'm just going to sit with my buddy for a second and tell him what's going on. This was like, um, intensive counseling, intense mm-hmm. accountability, um, brutal, uh, work, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. unpacking really hard stuff and looking at some things that I hadn't ever looked at, um, in my own life. And that, that kind of work, it wasn't, I wasn't prepared for it. I don't think maybe you ever are, but, um, it was so demanding and taxing and exhausting that I think everything else just became secondary to the work that I needed to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, just this year, even coming out of the summer into the fall, I'm starting to like, I, I've been running a little bit more actually, mm. um, as the fall has been going. And I think it's because I, I have been able to, um, sort through everything that was going on mentally. Now I'm able to, uh, I feel a lot freer and lighter and running mm-hmm. is an option again. Um, mm-hmm. Which feels weird to say that because I feel like some people, even like I was just saying, they go running to clear, you know, right. your your head. But it was almost like I needed to clear it so I could get back out and enjoy okay. running yeah. again. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that same kind of like um, cluttering of mind is kind of what took me off the street hmm. a, a, a while ago as well. Like it's weird because it's almost like 
so I didn't I didn't have a back injury. Um, so there wasn't like a block of like I physically can't get out there. It was mm-hmm. just a mental block. But it's weird because like I feel like running or just some sort of like, well, just some great beautiful rhythms are kind of like the key to unlocking it. And so like when the key to unlocking it, you can't turn. And I just felt so stuck. Future Anthony here. Just a reminder, this episode's sponsor is BetterHelp. If you're feeling stuck like I was just talking about, feeling depressed or anxious or want somebody to talk to, BetterHelp is there for you. Runner's Block listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp if you sign up at betterhelp.com slash runnersblock. One word and no apostrophe. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash runnersblock. All right, back to the show. Can I just mention something? It's, it's just going through my mind. Like we, we do these, we're on like our 24th block right now. And a lot of them feel like excuses you just have to get over. You know, like right. it's hilly out and you can learn these skills and just most, actually most of like it is mental anyway, right? Like, oh, totally. a hill? Well, then I don't have to run, but you can right. do it anyway. Or like some of the mental stuff we've talked about and it feels like it always does come back to that is like you you it's it is like a barrier or an excuse this one feels different because it's like just a reality of hmm. your life christian of our lives i think of probably every everybody to a certain extent their life last year or in the last 18 months to 2 years where you saying well okay my physical health is taking a backseat right now to my mental health doesn't seem like an excuse or mm-hmm. like you need to that was wrong like that just feels like a reality that you were going through. It was a block, but it was a choice you made that you am, am I am I thinking about that right? It was like you made a choice and said everything else right now is on the back burner. Yeah. And so I'm going to like you said take all this time and effort to address the mental stuff that's going on. Yes, for sure, you know. And you know, I I don't mean to be dramatic, but I mean it was I hit a point last year, actually about a year ago. Um, in five days, I hit a point last year where I had two of my best friends like come and knock on my door and sit me down in my front yard and say, we love you too much to let you keep, keep doing what you're doing and keep living. Mm -hmm. You're not healthy. You're not okay. Mm -hmm. And we're not leaving until you tell us what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and my wife was at that point too, where she was like, oh, I, we can't keep going like this. And so this wasn't just like a, um, this wasn't like a light and momentary thing. This was like, mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. I, I was endeavoring to, to, for a complete lifestyle shift and, mm-hmm. um, a deconstruction to reconstruct something healthy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I probably running wasn't honestly, even in my thought process right. yeah, <laughs> at yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. It, because it wasn't like, oh, I guess I can't run right now. It was like, no, I'm not even thinking about that because mm-hmm. um, I, I, if I don't, if I don't get my, um, if I don't make some changes here, there are going to be some, some, some pretty heavy things that happen. So, um, so yeah, it, it, yeah, just to your point, you know, that this was, this was uh, not like, a, I got to pound through it. You know, I can right, push right, through right. this mm-hmm. thing that this was right. like a, you need to sit down. It was yeah. like a, it was like almost disciplinary. Like you need to sit down and take mm-hmm. your medicine. You were not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang. yeah. And so, 
yeah. So just to agree with you, you know, it, it, it was, it was more of that than, than something that I felt like I could even just push on through. So uh-huh. can yeah. you talk a little bit about what you had to do? Um, anything that you feel comfortable, like what kind of rhythms did you have to design? What did you have to do? Where did you have to go? Um, Mm-hmm. Just in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, so that, like I said, that was in November of last year. And then um, January of this year, um, I went to a place called Onsite, which is right outside of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a counseling intensive. I was there for a week mm-hmm. and um, it's complete d- disconnection from, from it, from everything and everyone, except for the people that are there, you know, no phone, no email, no nothing. And, um, really, uh, is getting, like I said, just getting down to the bottom, going back to the start and um, talking honestly about things that maybe, you know, you've never talked about before. Um, so that was definitely part of it. Um, it was cutting, you know, certain things out of my life. Um, I think just diving into my family's history and, Mm. um, Mm. I just understanding that addiction runs in my family. And, um, so behaviorally there were things that I needed to make sure that I like stayed away from, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, I cut drinking out of my life, um, mm-hmm. about a year ago. And that was something that, um, I knew just needed to go. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about that, not that, that is a, a block, you know, when, you know, <laughs> alcohol does not help your, your running. I mean, th- this isn't a very During old the race season or... that we're doing, like the, right. the runner's block thing. We've already had two episodes about yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Um, so nobody's going to be surprised, I think, from now on yeah. where, where people are like, that was a part of it for me. Yeah. And you're right. There's besides that mid-race beer (laughs) i I, I think what we've been learning is that probably it's not great for the running journey yeah and for me it wasn't so much about the drinking like i i'm not legalistic about alcohol Mm -hmm. i don't really have a problem with people drinking alcohol um but i had to understand that for me personally with my family history and the addiction Mm -hmm. that runs in our blood it's just not safe for me to be to to drink Mm -hmm. it's not okay for me to drink um, I can't do that. It's not a part of my life. And so, you know, specifically that was something that I had to say, okay, this has to change. Mm-hmm. And if this changes, then maybe the rest of the rest of me can get healthy too. That was mm-hmm. just one thing, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of it was, was the way, you know, ways of thinking, um, self-talk, um, mm-hmm. a lack of self-care, um, mm-hmm. all of those things contributed just to a really unhealthy state of mind. So it was, it was dealing with all that. So yeah, on site and then throughout the year, um, I mean, I was, I, I called some of my guys today from on site and I talked to these guys weekly. Mm. Um, I meet with, with the same two guys who sat me down in my front yard a year ago. I meet with them every Tuesday. And mm. when I say it's brutal honesty and accountability, that's what it is. It's a, it's a day by day. Like it's a process. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I will not arrive until I get to heaven and I see, Jesus face to face. Like that's mm-hmm. when I arrive on the yeah. other side until that day I am in process. Mm-hmm. Every, every step, uh, is a fight against the gravity of life. And yeah. so I, by, by no means have, have I arrived and figured it all out. It's actually quite the opposite, but, um, mm-hmm. I will say that, you know, now 
compared to a year ago, it's a very different, <laughs> very different reality. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Would you consider that like a rock bottom moment, like for mm-hmm. a long time, like November, yeah. whatever, fourth, fifth? For sure. Actually, that was a pretty pretty rock bottom moment for a lot of people that whole (laughs) i'm looking at my five-year journal and like actually yes just right it was that was that there was the election that day right so you're talking (laughs) yeah gut punch on either so well okay we're not we're not getting everybody no, nobody's ha- yeah. nobody's happy Total, that day. totally totally yeah, <laughs> right? totally. yeah. To yeah. it doesn't matter which side you're on it was uh, but it was brutal. yeah i couldn't remember i mean i couldn't I couldn't believe when I looked a year ago at my five-year yep. journal that that was happening right now. Totally. Um, ju- just the, I don't know, the tension and the anxiety well, and the depression and all that stuff that was wrapped up in all that. Yeah. Okay, keep going, yeah. Tone. Sorry. I was just, I no, couldn't I, believe it either. Yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, I looked it up and yeah, it was yesterday or whatever when we're recording this. I think it was John 1010, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I woke up the morning of the election, one of my best friends from our church mm-hmm is on the other side um, of the political aisle from me. And I was like, man, the enemy has come to steal and kill our friendship and our unity in that moment. And I actually texted him that morning and I was like, bro, whoever wins, you know, this is, that is not what our friendship is about. Mm -hmm. It felt so divided, so heavy and, it's just very interesting to me that that's like exactly the time that you're talking about. You're crazy, mm-hmm. dude. COVID. I mean, the pandemic was, uh, you know, hard for a lot of people for a lot of real reasons. I mean, people mm-hmm. have lost yeah. family members, people have yeah. lost mm-hmm. jobs, homes. Mm-hmm. It's it's really been a, you know redefining in a major way for a lot of people. And so mm-hmm. you know, it you don't I don't say this lightly, but you know, in a lot of ways. You know, COVID, it's like that quote, I think Spurgeon said it, uh, I could be wrong about that, but I, I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's like, like COVID was this, this massive wave that like threw us all, uh, into this place of like, mm-hmm. for me personally, I guess I can just say like it, it threw me into a place of desperation. Like I got mm-hmm. to the end mm-hmm. of myself truly in 2020 wow. and I, I found out in, 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 on a new level how much I needed Jesus. And mm. so, yes, COVID was brutal. It still is in a lot of ways affecting our life day to day. But without the, the shutdown in 2020, I might still be where I was mm. and sure. uh, maybe worse off. So, you know, mm-hmm. you just you learn to look at things through a different lens, maybe, and go wow like god used that in my life personally to get my attention kind of mm-hmm. a very gentle like fatherly like grab you by the shoulders and go hey <laughs> yeah. hey look at me look at, look this. at me yeah look mm-hmm. at me yeah you're gonna you need to get better you're gonna be yeah. okay you know it was yeah. like that kind of a year for me so would you wow. be i'm just you don't have to i'm just curious oh. would you be willing to share uh, maybe something significant that you did uncover um, mm. about your life that helped you receive healing so that you could get back out and think about your physical health again. Jeez, bro. Obviously, you can choose what you want to share, but was there anything mm-hmm. that you felt like during that during that um, wave mm-hmm. <laughs> crashing you against that rock, 
Mm-hmm. Was there anything significant where you're like, okay, that was key for me to learn about myself? Bro. That was a that was a turning point in my mental health. I mean, I think the biggest revelation for me, especially leaving on site at the beginning of this year, was understanding that like all these people like that I have close to me in my life, they actually do love me. Mm-hmm. And so like when, when my wife says, I love you, like she's telling the truth. And mm-hmm. when my two buddies come and knock on the door, cause they love me enough and they say, mm-hmm. we love you enough to, to get in your face about what's going on. It, there's real love there. And mm-hmm. I think, I think going through the last year coming through the other side, it's like having this understanding that like, I'm surrounded by all these people that um, that actually do care about me. And, uh, that sounds like really basic to say that, but I think I had gotten to, to a place where I felt like completely unlovable mm. and, mm. um, and like, uh, maybe I had to perform well to, mm-hmm. to, to get love. And if I didn't perform well, then I wasn't worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, when really I had, you know, my wife and my best friends and my family going, just staying there, like saying, you don't have to do anything. We just love Mm -hmm. you. We love you. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the most healing, one of the most healing moments for me. It was driving back from onsite and getting to about Chattanooga and having to pull the car over because I was crying so hard. Mm. You know, just realizing that I'm driving back to Atlanta to all these people that, uh, actually love me hmm. and yeah. uh and just feeling so safe because that's because that was real mm-hmm. and knowing that i'm driving back not not feeling like my guard was up or i was in a fighting stance but more i just i couldn't wait to get home and hug these people Jeez. who yeah. had stood by me for so long and just said hey we love you we're gonna love you through it we're gonna love you on the other side so that that was pretty mm. It was pretty massive. And I would say that's probably the biggest lie that I have to fight like every day, mm-hmm. you know, because gravity wants to pull me back down into that place that says, uh, you know, you're all by yourself. Nobody else deals struggles with this. Nobody else is dealing with any of this today. You're the only one. Mm-hmm. You're not lovable. That's the lie. So I have to like fight against that and go, no, first of all, God says, I love you. You are my yep. son. I died for you. I've redeemed you and I have a purpose mm-hmm. and a plan for your life. That's first. And that's mm-hmm. the yeah. best news. Yeah. And then down from that, man, he's given me Carrie and these amazing friends and family. And so, like I said, it's day, day by day, moment by moment. Yeah. You know? Yep. Would you say that when the audience went away, like when the crowds went away, uh, and I, I don't want to put this on you. I'm a performer also. So like mm-hmm. I love getting a response and playing for people and yeah. having people like be like mm-hmm. that all being silenced, receiving that kind of feedback all the time. And then it just being gone. Did that contribute to that at all? Oh, yes, Anthony. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> was just, it's like there's, yeah. it's right there. Right. I mean, right. you get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, when. when when the court, when shutdown happened, we were on tour. And so we came home, oh, literally, right. we, 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 we drove to Louisville, Louisville, 
parked the bus, got off the bus. And about two hours later, they were like back on the bus. We're going home. This tour is over. And all these things, you know, went away. And, Hmm. um, I, man, you just, you think in that moment, you think like my, my identity is built on something bigger and better and stronger than Mm -hmm. a stage. Like you, Mm -hmm. you you, you would hope Mm -hmm. that, but then when, Mm -hmm. when it all goes away, you find out what's really true. Mm. And it was really sad to me how much of uh, how much importance I had put in into the stage and, and the tours and the things. And um, so, yeah, for sure, that was a part of it. You know, yeah, I, I think I'd be, li- I'd be lying if I, if I said it wasn't. No. And it's yeah, it's great that you're willing to say that. You know what I mean? For sure. Because I think as I as I talk to students in my ministry, as I talk to peers, Every and it does. It, you don't have to. It doesn't. You don't have to be have a performance job to have mm-hmm. experienced this. I think because everything was stripped away. The yep. school was stripped away. Career was stripped away. Crowd yep. was stripped away. And so yep. everybody, whether they want to, this is my theory here. Everybody, whether they want to look at it or not, had this moment, and it could have lasted months, where they were like, "What do I do?" Yeah. Who, who, what is my life? Right. I mean, I went through it for probably 13 months, I think, where I was like, what am I without this? Mm. And that's that was really extremely difficult, and I don't think I've gotten through it yet um, because mm. things have still been stripped, mm. right? We're, we're, now we're in, I think, an even harder time where it's like, what's even happening? What are we allowed to do? Why is everybody so pissed at everything, anything I do? <laughs> Literally everything. <laughs> right. So I, I think we're, you, you, you listed all these things you lost, I think. And I think what's happening right now is kind of this global grief that nobody is really paying attention to. So I think it's honorable and awesome that you, well, that these two guys came to you and you were like, and we're like, you need to do something and that you were able to respond and say, that's what I need to do. I'm, I'm guessing that affected your job. I'm guessing that affected the, your plans. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's, it just seemed, I'm, I'm so like, I'm inspired by that where you're like, Mm -hmm. Nope, I need to take time off of this. It's not only running, but also like career. And it sounds like you had to leave family for a little while too, to say, yeah. I need to take care of this aspect of my life or I'm no good to anyone, including mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, mm. it's a heavy moment, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I definitely am not alone in, in my experience in 2020. I think it got us all back. I think it got us, brought us all down to the, yeah. <laughs> down to the studs. <laughs> yeah. Definitely no. stripped us down to the studs. Yeah. No yeah. Doubt. Down to the studs. Mm-hmm. So. Now that you've been you've been out there a couple times running, do you do you feel like it's how does that feel going back to it after a while? Man, it feels like uh, it just feels like you know they say like riding a bike. Like you get back out there and you just mm-hmm. it's like my body just knows what to do. Like I get out there and I start running, yeah, and uh, it just all feels amazing. You know, mm. I'm definitely, I've definitely lost fitness. So like, I can't run <laughs> sure. as far as I used to, Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, I, it, I do get that feeling where, you know, you're running and then your mind starts to free and clear and, 
uh, you know, everything just starts to open up and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your, your lungs open up, your mind, your eyes open up, everything just clears and it's been really nice. So mm-hmm. I, I hope we can, great. hope we can keep it going. Yeah, that's great. We'll definitely be praying for your back, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Thank you. That it Thank stays you. good and doesn't flare up. Thanks. Well, you know, I mean, the mind is a powerful thing. So, you know, mm-hmm. it'll be an interesting experiment. To see, like you get your mind right, you know, how, how much of that can heal your body? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, before we wrap, I'm just wondering if you might have, uh, my guess is that we have listeners that are relating to your story. I- I'm wondering if there's any advice you would give folks that are feeling like I'm where you were last year or I'm where you were when you were at your lowest, like what kind of advice would you give to a listener who might be thinking that right now? Um, I mean, I guess, first of all, I would say be brave enough to be honest and Mm -hmm. be vulnerable. I mean, that would be the first thing. Um, I think it's, it's easy to, um, you know, uh, lie and hide and pretend like everything is okay. Mm-hmm. But if you can let the walls come down and let somebody else in mm-hmm. and, and be vulnerable, that is the beginning. I think that's the beginning mm-hmm. of, of healing. And then secondly, I would say, don't be afraid to do something dramatic. Mm-hmm. That sometimes that's what it takes. Take the dramatic step and spend the money, raise the money, go where you Mm -hmm. need to go, talk to Mm -hmm. who you need to talk to, take time off your job, um, cut something out of your life that you never thought you could do without. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's, you know, that's what it, that's what it takes. You know, it's that Mm -hmm. drastic. It's like that question, you know, where Jesus walks up to that guy next to the pool and he says, uh, do you want to be well? Mm Mm-hmm. And the question is like, do you want to be well? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. And I, th- I kind of feel like that's, that's where we're at at that point at that rock bottom. It's like, it's like Jesus is standing there going, do you want to be well? Hmm. Cause I'm here. Here's what it's going to take to do to, for you to get well. Now Jesus does the healing, but there, there are yeah. acts that we take action in that. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it takes action and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would say be, be brave enough to be honest and do something, do something dramatic. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Love that. In a good way, a good dramatic. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It strikes me that you had the right people around you to, mm. to help you actually be able to make smart decisions around what the brave thing was. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think that, um, it just it just feels a little different than, a, than an episode we usually record because we're actually saying that thing that was blocking you from your physical running was really important for you to go through. And so if you're a listener right now and you feel like that's a block, we're not telling you get over it. We're telling you engage in this one, right? Yes. Like uh, what Christian was saying, be brave enough to say this is this is something huge in my life right now. Um, do I want to be well? And what's that going to take? Mm-hmm. All right. right well, I mean, we could talk more about LaCroix. To, oh, we, we're going to have some Dune chat. So let's wrap this no, no, up. No. We, we got to have, have some Dune some chat. Dune chat. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk Dune. So let's let's wrap this up. 
Okay, and let's okay. let's do some Dune chat. Okay, you wanna you wanna give the contact info? Yep. Okay. So um, there's a lot of ways to contact us. Uh, the best way is to go to bit.ly slash runnersblock. There you can find all of our socials, uh, website, Facebook, Instagram, Gmail, all that is at 2Gomers. There's also a box on that page where you can tell us your runner's block so we can make that part of the podcast in the future. Um, also, if you're on Apple Podcasts right now, leave us feedback. We always like love that. That helps us get into more ears. If you like what you hear, um, if you're maybe here i don't know because we had a dove award winner on maybe you this is your first episode and you like what you hear check out our 10th anniversary episodes that's from september to november 2018 on this feed that gives you the vibe of who the gomers are they can go all the way back when we started 2008 when i was sitting in the car with my friend listening to christian for the first time okay thank you adam our webmaster davis for our music jason for our artwork Annie for our social media. Thank you to our almost 200 Gomertrons. They are our patrons on Patreon, where you can hear our second podcast, The Bonus Disc, The New Home of Perfect Movie, and other bonus episodes that we release each and every year. That's patreon.com slash two Gomers. Go there now. Thank you, Christian. I love this, guys. I love <laughs> I love what you guys are doing, and I love talking with you. Thank you. Thanks so <laughs> much for being here, dude. Yep. You want to stick around for 20 more minutes and talk Dune? Boy, do I. Oh, first of all, where, where can people follow you on social? On What's your Instagram handle? Um, at KP Stanfill is okay. Instagram. And then um, I'm a part of Passion Music, so you can follow at Passion Music. Is all there right. anything happening in January that people should go to if they're 18 to 25? <sighs> Anthony, oh, yes, that is be? a great <laughs> question. Yeah, so we're doing uh, our annual conference, Passion Conference, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, January 2nd and 3rd. And it's going to be truly phenomenal. So uh, if you are 18 to 25 and you don't already have plans January 2nd through the 3rd, you're going to want to be there. Uh, Passion 2022, the number's 2022, passion2022.com. All the info, all the artists and speakers that will be there are amazing. But... Uh, it's always an incredible way to start the year. Uh, really, really want people to be there. So sweet, sweet awesome. man. This is the first time I get to serve, and maybe only. So I'll be there Come right on. on this, right off the stage, making sure your batteries are charged and ready to go. Can't wait. Spike in the stage. Come on, baby. Come <laughs> on. It's gonna be awesome. Sweet. All right. Sure. Well, thanks again for coming, Christian. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Great app. Super fun, man. And remember, everybody, if we can do this, you can do this. And happy running. This week on the bonus disc, Christian comes back to join us for a movie review of Dune. That episode drops on Tuesday, November 23rd. Also, right now, we have an episode called Perfect Thanksgiving Side. Super fun. Head on over to patreon.com slash twogomers and join the fun.